All right, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. We'll go fast. Let's make this ten minutes. Mike, super short show. Here we go. Boom. Right now, the first car one lap down is Brad and Joe. I hit a tire. I hit his tire. <laughs> broke again. God. And with that, we welcome you into lap 55 of the One Lap Down Again. podcast. Again. 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 Five, yes. five to do it twice. <laughs> this is our second attempt, uh, hence the name of our episode today. Uh, so we're going to try to be our fastest uh, that we've ever been uh, as a One Lap Down crew and do this in about 10 minutes. But a quick catch up. Uh, look ahead and what we're looking forward to the most. Uh, Brad, in, in terms of getting rolling in F1, Baku, Canada, uh, and what your biggest takeaways are from that uh, set of races. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we were talking a little bit about them earlier, but the big things are Ferrari's got to figure out how to finish a race. The drivers are great. The strategy is is 50-50. What's it going to take for them to finish races and, and take the fight back to Red Bull? Uh, the porpoising issue. Uh, I, I don't want the FIA to do anything. Uh, they had they've had a lot of time to figure this stuff out, and you know certain teams know that they can raise the uh, the height of their cars and stop the porpoising. Uh, so you know it's it it's a it's a political issue that I want to go I want it to go away. Um, and then I, I think that you know the uh, the big question that we'll see is I think Ferrari and Red Bull are going to continue to dominate up front, uh, but what's going to happen in the middle of the field? What's uh, where does Mercedes go? I'm not bought in that they're there yet. And uh, you know then after that, you know, what's the Alpine, McLaren, Aston Martin battle? What does that look like? So I think that's where the excitement's going to come from in F1. Anything else on on your takes? No, nothing more to add. I think right now that's where things are trending with Red Bull's big lead and, and constructors and, and drivers championships. But uh, they had a pretty big drivers championship lead last year when it came to Silverstone. So we'll see what kind of drama we get tomorrow morning um, with uh, that battle in, in England. Uh, back here at home, uh, IndyCar, we missed Road America um, in terms of covering it. Here on the podcast, they're at Mid-Ohio tomorrow, so two road courses. Joseph Newgarden, your most recent winner, uh, being the first driver to win all three disciplines, street circuit, road course, and, and oval. He certainly is, is one of the favorites coming into this weekend, but you alluded to it earlier when we weren't recording because you know that's what happens sometimes, <laughs> uh, how tight the championship battle is. And I think, again, consistency – uh, with IndyCar is what keeps me coming back is that I don't know who's going to win and I have no idea how the championship is going to shape out when we come to Monday morning. Yeah, yeah, I think we, we looked at uh, the, the point standings and you know, you've still got Marcus Erickson up front, but you've got a, a bunch of people that are really closing that gap on him. Will Power is still up there even after Marcus Erickson tried to kick him out of the race back at Road America. Uh, and uh, Joseph Newgarden on the charge. Alex Rossi is still hanging around. Scott Dixon's still hanging around in the points. And you think about if one of those drivers takes a DNF, then it really, really shakes things up. So, um, and then Pato Award, one of my favorite drivers as well, got to throw him in there. So I agree. It's fun to watch how different the, the setups are on these cars and the different courses, the different racetracks that they compete on. So uh, I think it's anybody's race here as we get towards the kind of the final third of the IndyCar season. And uh, again, we've been raving about it all year, but it definitely is bringing us back with, you know, the great racing and the great competition out there. 
for what it's worth, I'm, I'm pulling for Newgarden. I think he's going to be the one to actually get it done and <clears throat> show consistency uh, throughout the rest of the year for, for another title. Uh, but certainly don't know beyond that, obviously, what's going to happen. So tune in Sunday, 1230 NBC from mid-Ohio. And as far as NASCAR is concerned, uh, we haven't talked about Sonoma or Nashville. I think Nashville was, you know, Decently fun, but the rain was the biggest storyline. Chase Elliott wins for the second time this year, uh, so good for the most popular driver. But you know, in terms of watershed moments, we got to talk about Sonoma and not just Daniel Suarez getting his first Cup victory, long time coming there for a 2017 Xfinity champ, but Trackhouse continuing to show that they are not just a first half of the season team or a flash in the pan. Uh, they're going to be a legit force to reckon with, and both of their cars are locked into the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Both cars are locked into playoffs. Most consistent team out there, which I don't think anybody uh, anybody would have guessed coming into the season. Um, and so, you know, something where exciting to see that, exciting to see new faces there in, in, uh, in victory lane. Uh, but also, too, we, one thing is certain that like NASCAR has to keep it fresh here in this kind of weird time between the middle of the season and the playoffs. So uh, definitely a big win there and going to road America on the 4th of July, uh, well, 4th of July weekend. So how do you feel about that? I mean, is it, is it weird not going back to Daytona like you grew up seeing on 4th of July? It, it is for me, especially because I took that hiatus of not watching NASCAR anyway. So when I came back and they weren't racing, I thought, what, what happened here? Um, inevitably they just put Daytona in the playoffs or the last race before the playoffs to try to, again, add suspense and entertainment. But growing up, there was something rhythmic about the Pepsi 400 every 4th of July, big fireworks show, paint schemes to represent, you know, the U.S. and, and their independence. Um, you know, you was one of the most famous races, Dale Jr. winning at Daytona uh, July 4th weekend, the same year as his dad passed away uh, earlier in the season. I just feel like it was a more natural second half start to the season because you start the year at Daytona, start the second half at Daytona, um, and you go from there. Uh, just to me, that that entertainment uh, is worthy of keeping it where it was, uh, but I don't run the show. Uh, and someone else made that choice. I would love for them to go back. I do love Road America, but it does not provide the spectacle that any, any race <clears throat> at Daytona uh, would provide. And uh, certainly also, tempers your expectations on who could win because we know certain road ringers are going to have more success than others whereas Daytona anybody can win um, especially those guys that need it Martin Truex Jr. Ryan Blaney having good years no wins not locked into the championship yet um, it's going to be a tough one this weekend for them as well so yeah that's that's my take on the nostalgia point and I think they should definitely consider going back to Daytona uh, like they used to do uh, anything else that you're looking forward to. I mean, I'm just excited to to have as much racing as we do right now and, and spend the summer doing that because when I wasn't watching NASCAR during the summer, I was kind of bored. NHL was over. NBA was over. I don't like watching baseball. Like, I just didn't know what to enjoy as far as a sport. And now I've got motorsports every weekend and pickleball on weeknights. So things are good. <laughs> pickleball, Joe, going to it out there. Well, I, I'll take the lead uh, away from you on uh, on what we're looking forward to tomorrow. Uh, we'll go kind of through our calendar. 9 a.m. tomorrow morning, Eastern Time, F1 in Silverstone. I'm really looking forward to seeing 
not the Red Bull Ferrari, or the Red Bull Ferrari battle, but I'm really looking forward to seeing the McLaren uh, versus Mercedes battle. Like, is is somebody going to take a step in that battle? I'm fingers crossed. McLaren's got that. What you got? What are you looking forward to in that F1 race? I think that we're going to see um, some drama uh, with Ferrari and, and Red Bull for the first time. I think Silverstone's going to give us what they gave us last year, and we're going to see some type of uh, championship altering moment. Um, don't know who it would Ooh. be with. Could be could be Checo for that matter. It could be something yeah. in the second place battle. But I think we're finally going to see thinking, it. Yeah. Wishful thinking. Wishful <laughs> thinking. Then we then we go around in twelve thirty. We're out at Mid Ohio uh, for IndyCar. I'm looking forward to seeing if the if Team Penske is able to continue their charge with New Garden and continuing to to put him in a good position up there. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see that um, and you kind of put that on, on on the heels of what's what's the Ganassi crew going to do. That's for the Penske Ganassi teams. Is I think it's the pressure is on, and I can't wait to see it. What do you think? I agree with that. I think Penske has the best chance to put a stranglehold on this. I, from a driver standpoint, I want to see Rossi win, man. I want to, I think ever since they announced the deal that he's moving, he has been a different driver. He's driving more aggressively. He it seems like his team is, is working harder for him. I don't know what happened or why that made such a big difference, but he is someone that has just as good a chance as those other five or six drivers to win the championship. And tomorrow could be one of those moments that really put him in that conversation. I like that. I like that. And then our race day for the major circuit, at least, wraps up at three o'clock um, with our, our Cup Series race out there, Road America. Um, I'm excited to see another another road course. I mean, what's what's going to happen with those guys like Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson that are great on a road course? You think back to Coda. Chastain and Suarez had good days there. We're talking about track house. So um, I, I want to see, do, do we get some consistency with our road course guys? Mm. Well, going back to what I want to see, uh, maybe probably won't, what I won't see, but um, I would like to see AJ Allmendinger get a second shot um, at actually holding on to a victory. Um, I think it's a great story what colleague is doing. I know he won at Indianapolis last year, that road course. It's not like he hasn't won before, but um, you know, I, I like this underdog-ish story of teams that aren't supposed to be up there battling for wins, getting up there and actually pulling it off. So let's see uh, Almondinger, the ringer, the road ringer, get it done tomorrow from Road America. Uh, and, and road ringer, Almondinger. Have, have a lot more great stories to talk about coming up uh, this week on Lap 56. But this has been Lap 55, uh, my favorite number. Uh, for what it's worth, uh, but we got to get off here so we can watch the rest of qualifying from Silverstone. And watch Silverstone qualifying. We've been, you know, thanks for sticking with us. We had a couple week break. Joe's all traveling. I got a lot of recruiting stuff going on. Uh, a wedding that we're a couple weeks away from. <laughs> no big deal. So uh, lots of stuff going on. Appreciate you all checking in with us again and looking forward to a great 4th of July weekend. I uh, hope you all are having as great a one as Joe and I are. As always, you can chat with us on Twitter at One Lap Down Pod. We're going to be right back here next week with the next episode. Until then, I'm Joe Hutzler. I'm Brad Dunn. And we'll talk to you then. See ya.